0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers Podcast, the podcast that's still here despite your indifference. This week on Heart and Hand, welcome to the Chase for 55. <laughs> Welcome to Art Hand and Rangers podcast. My name is David Edgar. As always, I am your host, but uh, mixing up the flavours this year. We're not kicking off the season with Scott. We're kicking off the season with the the prod eagle son, the leading light of Livingston. Yes, it's Mister Cameron James Bell. David, happy new season to you. Same to you, my friend. How is life in uh, on the east coast today? Given given that uh, Edinburgh's early exit from European uh, status. What-
0: the the Brexit has started already uh, Just from about the kind of West Lodian side of things uh, A little bit further east uh, Yeah, it's all happening already Ed and exit Yes, exactly Yeah, I like that And the good thing Well, the only good thing uh, The small crumb of comfort about living through here Is the fact that I uh, have far more Hibs and Harps acquaintances now Than when I lived in Glasgow mm. um, And so the, the exit has been fun Been very joyful uh, I put up a post on social media earlier on, I don't know if you saw it or not, um, that Hibs, after winning the Scottish Cup for the first time in over a century and getting into Europe for the first time in three odd years or so, uh, still taking banners and singing songs about Rangers when they were across playing Brondby.
1: Yeah, I, d- I did see that and uh, I did see beforehand they were trying, and fair play they won the Scottish Cup, we did, did it put at the end of last season, we were shite. They deserve to win the game But um, You know They were trying All through the summer Of how we'd rather Have won the Cup Be in Europe Than be promoted And you're like Right okay Season hasn't even Fucking started You're still in the First division How do you feel now?
0: Yeah that's it Their season Our season is just Kind of kicking off And obviously We're going to discuss that Their season's Pretty much done already Yes exactly But enough about them Hibs
1: are no longer uh, A subject I feel That we need to Discuss on the pod And it's good It's like Throwing out A pair of uh, dirty old underwear that you've soiled after a night on the the brown ale. I think that's uh, that's our relation to Hibs this season. And there was something we needed at the time, but now we've got rid of that shite.
0: Their value is gone.
1: Yes, absolutely. But... What is valuable is uh, talk about Rangers FC. So started the season off with two matches. We'll we'll start with them before we go on to have a chat in more. We'll, I'll just include a chat in more general terms about the signings and whatnot. So we kicked off the season at Motherwell with a, a fairly standard two 0 win, and followed it up with a very routine almost kickabout. win over Annan. Now talking points earlier in the season Would be on a positive We've signed Nico Crankshaw, And he might rival Harry I think In having the most attractive testicles I reckon that you'll ever see
0: I think Crankshaw was responsible For the tsunami of moistness That actually happened During the week It wasn't thunderstorms It was women seeing him in the flesh Tuesday
1: night Sun splitting the trees, 29 degrees, beautiful. Next morning, you could, you're honestly walking through Glasgow, there were floods. That has got to be fanny water. It has it, to be.
0: It is. And uh, as an experienced cocksmith yourself, David, you'll know it when you when you smell it. And uh, that's what it was.
1: That's it. I mean, uh, the, the, the only way you could really tell is once it dried up, if it turned out in that greasy way that, that kind of flood batter does. But um, left
0: that stank. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, so that stench. I, I, have,
1: of... I haven't been in Glasgow for a couple of days. I'll need to check it out when I get back. If anyone's there, if you can tell me, is Glasgow a wash and um, sort of dried up um, baby batter? Now, the the plenty of good attacking options. Right, we've got so many, and we can discuss them in a minute. But the probably the thing from the first game, the, the takeaway that people had was going forward, we are going to be frightening this year. At the back we are gonna be frightening this year. Um what what was your thought on the fact that okay, it's only one game and in particular one half, but is it just more of what we already knew or can we put it into first game of the season?
0: No, it's not it's not first game of the season. We, we we saw that quite often actually, especially towards the latter half of last season where um defensively we're frail. It's Primarily down to the style of play, so um, not that I've ever thought we would say this within the last five years, certainly. But there's a part of it which reminds me of the old kind of Real Madrid um, medium of uh, you know we don't sign defenders, you know we only play in one direction and it's going forward and all that kind of stuff. So now nah, we we <coughs> we've not we've not really addressed any of that. I don't. I mean, don't get wrong, I'm not trying to put down the new signings before they've really kicked the ball. Um, but it's a style of play and you can put Maldini in the centre half of that defence If his wing-backs are going to continue to bomb forward all the time It's going to leave your, your defence exposed and you're going to concede goals, it's that simple yeah, um, I, I So yeah.
1: that, that I do think that defensively will be better for having Barton and probably Rossiter in there Both of whom are guys who are, are more defensively minded Both of whom are guys that don't mind doing the donkey work And I'm sure the centre half will benefit from that but yes, I I don't know how often in the top division. And listen, some of the the worries that I've we're not getting into the Bundesliga lads, right? Let's just calm down about oh uh, we'll get taken apart and all the rest of it. However, I don't think you can have too many occasions when both your fullbacks are going forward, and your defensive midfielder, which we did quite a, a fair bit last season, I think we're going to need more discipline, and I think that both fullbacks are going to have to realise that if one goes, the other doesn't. In certain matches, you know, if it's a game at home, and we're playing a packed defence, fine. But, when we're away from home in particular, if we're going to places like, you know, the piggery like Petodre, like Tynecast, you cannot be... Having a situation where you've got maybe nine men in, in an attack, it's it's just simply not going to work. Teams will pick us off. They're not great, but they're not stupid, and uh, they they will be able to pick us off.
0: I think. I think for me, I mean, it's it's funny because I think that the two games that we've seen already this season are reminiscent of the games that we had almost throughout the entire campaign last season, where you have a big game where you expect to be challenged throughout the game, which we had against Motherwell, because Motherwell started well. Like, they started better than us, actually. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, um, and that was a difficult test. I think that Waghorn's goal was was pretty much the icing in the cake, if I'm being honest. Um, and, and 2-0, I think, looks better on paper than the actual performance merited. I would, then you've got I the game against yeah. Sorry, on your...
1: Uh, no, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think that... We we played well as an attacking force in the second half, we didn't really in the first um, and I think that even in the second half Motherwell were still creating chances, not as many and they were mainly due to our own incompetence but they were still creating chances and they can probably, I think we probably deserve to win just in the balance of play in the second half but if if Motherwell had, ta- had taken the chances in the first 20 minutes it could have been an uphill battle straight away.
0: But I think, yeah, so the, the point I'm making there is that when you come away from the Motherwell game and you do think that, yeah, there's, there's been chances chance of that, then you go into Annan, and relatively one-way traffic and how you would expect it to be. That was pretty much the story of last season. This season, what we're going to find is, and this is probably true around about, the, probably about the turn of the year, actually, when we get into December, but we're going to have a series of games where we're going to be tested. So Aberdeen and Hearts, I think across December, obviously the Old Firm game will move, but... Most December, we play all four really of the kind of league challengers and ourselves, Aberdeen, Hearts, and Celtic. And I think that that's where we're going to probably see a different kettle of fish uh, in terms of being able to try and and manage to counter attack teams who will be trying to press us. Um, and that's what we're going to really have the test of this time because last season, you know, you, you you were playing against teams who were probably in a very different space. They were more or less trying to stave off relegation and do X, Y, Z. Now we're going to play more more consistently, in my opinion anyway, in a better league than when we left it. I think there's going to be more challenge in that league as well. And what I'll be really interested in is we've got a good mix of signings and the ages. So we've got 36, 37-year-olds. We've also got some young guys in there as well. So how we deal with injuries will be prevalent. And I suppose the best Example of that was Waggon Because I firmly believe if if Marwan Waggon had been fit for the entire season last season We were on the Scotch Cup However his injury I think had a huge impact on us So if we get a few key injuries In a season I'll be keen to be able to Try and see as to how we deal with that I'm going
1: to then go through The signings and I want you to tell me what your thoughts are on. I'll, I'll, I'll group them By position um, So defensively the incoming players so far have been Matt Gilks, um, as goalkeeper Clint Hill, uh, centre-half Who I sincerely hope that we sing the good and the bad and the ugly theme to every time he touches the ball Because <laughs> if, if, you, if you have a player called Clint and you don't do that, then you're missing out I mean, how often is it going to happen? Not often Not often And Lee Hodson, who was um, in the Northern Ireland squad, didn't play at the Euros He's a full-back, can play both sides um, although looked primarily more a right sided player naturally the other day. So um what are your thoughts on notary signing so far?
0: So um I know that we've just given him a contract extension uh, but I'm not convinced I'm still not convinced in foddering him. So I'm hoping that Gilks will uh give him a bit of a run for his money in, in terms of either making foddering him a better goalkeeper or alternatively potentially replacing him because I'm I'm not sold on him. Um from what I'm hearing, Hill was quite vocal, and 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 he's he's the game that he's, he's played against Nani, and I think he did really well in that in terms of being able to actually try and marshal people. He brings in a lot of good experience as well. Um, Hodson I think, will will struggle to get a game if Wallace and um, Tavernier are not. Uh, Meriting being dropped Which I would I would probably very much doubt Given how well, especially Tavernier started the season Wallace could have scored a goal actually As well already um, So I think it's good backup For, for Hodgson being there And I think that that's, um, again like I say I think it's it's good replacements if we do have those injuries That I'm talking about um, But that defence As I said to you beforehand I think that that defence um, will always be vulnerable If Hodgson can come in and provide a bit of pace Because he's obviously quite young and quite sharp then that's excellent because he's going to have to to run forward and run back. Um, however, I think that, like I say, it's um, it's going to be difficult for him to be able to try and displace either one of the fullbacks.
1: Ah, uh, see, I, I'm slightly, I'm slightly torn on the Hudson thing. I agree with you to a degree in in terms of that both fullbacks you would say probably consider themselves automatic. But I definitely think there'll be games where a more defensive minded fullback might be useful. So. It could be that if you know we are away at time, or whatever, you might go, well, we're only gonna go with Wallace today and we'll maybe shove Tav into midfield, whatever, you know. Um so I think he might he might come in for certain matches, maybe almost a bit of a specialist. Gilks I totally agree with. Gilks could be a good sign and even if he hardly features, and that if he then pushes Fodderingham, Foderingham, you know, were the best one in the world, although he tried really hard last season, he knew that he was gonna play. Right? I think he played every minute. Um, of every match so Certainly every league match So uh, he knew that he was a starter And that the manager didn't rate the other keepers That were available to him Having someone there might just get him on his toes Having someone to work with um, might, might help get him on his toes Clint Hill's an odd one I have to be honest In that 38 year old I'm the same as everybody else with that I was... A little bit concerned about the age, but I have to say that every time, you know me, I watch a lot of football, every time i would seen Clint Hill over the last few years, I've always thought he was a decent defender, no world-beater, but a decent defender, not the quickest, but the other night what really did encourage me was, you're right, he's a talker, and he was, shouting and bawling, pointing to people where they should be, we needed that, we don't have that sour-faced bastard defensive leader, and I think that, that he'll help provide that, so... Cautiously optimistic, but I would be a bit happier if we got another centre-half.
0: I think it's going to be difficult for Hill if he's he's planning on on being that vocal when the person playing next to him is his captain. And potentially you're then the guy shouting at your own captain to come back and do defensive duties or whatever else as well. I think that's going to be difficult because the guys that you're talking about that we've had, stony-faced bastards, let's call them, have been guys like Richard Goff and... Davey Weir, mm-hmm. and I think that these guys basically had a bit of an aura of respect, and the captain's armband did nothing but just, you know, catapult that into the stratosphere, so everyone resonated around him. Um If if Hill's going to do that, then for me, potentially, I would consider making him vice-captain, so that if we were, theoretically, to either rest Wallace, or if Wallace doesn't get in the team due to suspension or injury, um, he becomes the de facto pick and then all of a sudden then you've actually got leaders at the back, plural leaders, in terms of when they both play, they both as I say, work well with each other, etc. as well, so that you know if Wallace is coming forward you've still got someone behind you who's going to marshal you. And you touched on the point earlier, I know we're going to talk about it, but you touched on the point earlier on, but I actually think that Barton's going to do that quite well as well. Um, because I think that he'll use his brain far more than his legs at this season.
1: Um, I think so. And I, I, I... Cautiously optimistic about those three that are obviously not signings that are going to get you, you know, plunging down the money to go in and see them. But if they can help out, and um, hell does have a physical presence that I think could could prove useful. So time will tell on those three. Right, moving into midfield where uh, quite a lot of business has been done. And um, tell me, in fact, if I have missed anyone. But uh, Joey Barton, Jordan Rossiter, uh, Nico Cranshaw have all arrived in, what are your thoughts on these three Uh, oh sorry, uh, Matt uh, I knew I'd missed one, Josh Windass and Matt Crooks
0: Yeah, so um, I kind of touched on earlier on, it's that that mixture of experience and youth isn't it Jimmy, I think that you've got um, some some great players in there who can read the game Um, but I also think as well there's going to be plenty of vitality in there, I think Andy Halliday is going to probably struggle this year if I'm being honest in terms of being able to try and and maintain a regular place within the team if you get players of that quality uh, be able to uh, to challenge them. Um, I, suppose, I suppose when you start at the top, don't you I mean it's Barton? And I mean, it's, it's going to be about Barton. Um, I mean, you made the point earlier on that I'm sure that the social media guys at Rangers probably were the only people face-pamming when we completed the signing of Joey Barton, given what he brings, and an off-the-field presence and how, uh, how keen a mouthpiece he is.
1: Well, Scott was um, as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, um, but I suppose the thing is though so that Barton, the, for me, Barton has the quality, and, and no one, no one disproves the fact that he's he's not a good player. I and mean, he is a good player. And he, he did exceptionally well with Burnley last season. So what you can bring to this game, I hope it looks good. He's already started to rail people up. Obviously, the Lego eater, um, and and I believe the uh, league has now started to weigh into that conversation as well, which just makes it even better. Um, but the thing for Barton is, I think uh, we're not going to see him. You know, week in, week out, he's going to have to probably see how he manages his body in terms of games that come up. I mean, look at what we've had already. I mean, we've got so many games already this season, and you know, we're not even out of July yet. Um, and I've got a big expectancy, Davy, of this team competing for the league and all. You know, all uh, cup competitions as well. So that brings a lot of fixtures, so I'm hoping that Barton can see his way through there. Crenshaw thinks exactly So same. has got loads of ill. He's not fit, I think, that you can see that when he plays. So he's, he's going to have to work on his fitness a little bit to get that you know up to speed. Um, but again, like I say, for him, there's parts of it where uh, it just looks like a canter to him. You can see already that he just sees everything into Terms of how he how he plays the ball, if it's short or long passes, um, what he wants to do next with it. doesn't panic, and I think that that stability will actually resonate around the players behind the man in front of him. Um, and in games, in terms of some of the other guys, I mean, I know we're kind of talking about this a lot, but in terms of other guys that kind of come in, I think Windas has got some great ability as well. I think he's quite tough. I think he's he's got a good frame on him. In terms, it reminds me a little bit of Barry McKay in the fact that he looks slight, but in actual fact, he can challenge. Uh, so yes on a, um, roster as well I mean it's a, it's a proven quality I think if you're You know coming from His footballing background As well at Liverpool So again like you say it, It'll be interesting Because you know We've certainly not been shy In bringing players in So
1: well, Who do you think are the first picks?
0: Um, Everybody probably being fit a
1: co- What's that? Everybody being fit Big game coming up No tactical reasons Just I'm naming my best team Who Which three are the guys That are playing?
0: Probably Ross Barton and Cranchar. I think.
1: See, I agree with that. And uh, to me, the, the the really key thing there is the strength and depth that it gives us. Because, I mean, the cup final was a great example of it. You looked at the bench, and there was Law Clark and Shields. You know, and um, this is if ever the time, all due respect. Was was needed. It would be there. Whereas if you're talking about guys like Halliday and Holt not being automatic starters, if you're then talking about guys like Windass having to try and force their way into the side, Harry Forrester, um, who who was a key player for this Although I, I think you might see Harry actually featuring wide um, quite a bit this season more. Then, but that, that does definitely strengthen our options. Barton, you know, it, it is an odd one. Let's be honest. I don't think that we believed. Barton or, or it uh, would, would be guys that would be arriving at Ibrox this summer um, and certainly the attitude from Joey Barton has has been excellent so far listen let's be totally honest Rangers fans here uh, I think we're all friends here we can, we can be honest Joey Barton's either going to be sensational or an absolute fucking disaster there's going to be no middle ground with it he's either going to leave here a hero uh, and a legend or he's going to leave here an absolute nightmare who hates us as much as we hate him and there will be no in between with it the ability the guy has, he should coast this league. He should be a star man. And again the other night when he came on, first game against Annen means nothing, I understand that. However, it was great to see him running about, telling people where they should be. We need that. I, I think, and I know that this is a horribly reductive 1970s-style point that you would expect to see in the pages of a newspaper, but... I do wonder if at times our team were a little bit too nice and too comfortable with each other last year. And when things went wrong, I don't know if there was that ability for somebody to go and really spark a reaction.
0: I think I think we saw, if I'm being honest with you, I think we saw that grip from Halliday. Um, I think we saw it in the old firm game. I think we saw a part of it in the Scottish Cup final. But I think you're totally right, totally agree with you. But I think if you're going to say... Holiday is going to be replaced, and I want someone who's going to equally go up for the battle as well. And Joey Barton's got that in abundance. Joey Barton's afraid of nobody, and I think that I think Rangers fans will respect the fact that you're right. Obviously, in terms of his past and you know, affinity with Celtic and all that shit as well. I don't think to be to honest with you, you're talking about modern day football, right? No one cares about football agencies and all the rest of it as well. I mean, like we know that players are influenced by other factors and all that kind of stuff as well. And, and I'll be honest with you. I think we've spoken about it before in the pod, but given what we've been through in the last five years, I could not care less in terms of where people. Barry Mackay went to a Catholic school. I don't care. But the point with Barton is the fact that he can't talk the talk and not walk the walk. So he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to be very confident about what he does in the park in terms of following up some of the stuff that he's been speaking about. Because the most important thing for me and where Barton will come into it will be that he'll use the ball really well, yeah. and that's an, that's an old football. Play. Cliche. But he will use the ball really well rather than having to feel that he has to go from box to box continuously. And I think that the physical pressures up here wouldn't be anywhere near as they were down in the championship. No, they would. But the thing is he's still he's still looking to be able to try and improve himself at that level. I know he doesn't hold this in high regard in terms of Scottish football, but he will want to, to come up here and contribute. He's not here just to sit on the bench.
1: No and Totally agree, mate. I think that um, I think that you're bang on there. And uh, up front, so far, um, Joe Dodo.
0: Are we confirmed on that? I wasn't. If it's Dodo or Dodo or Duda, or, I don't know.
1: I'm going by what Tom Miller called him, Joe Dodo.
0: Dodo. Okay. All right. Can we just call him Joe? Is that all right? I'm going. Right. Okay. That's fine. Uh, okay. So. Uh, to be proven, I suppose. Let's see what he does. Um, probably the same kind of hype as when, um, you know, we had a do and all that kind of mm-hmm. coming into the, and Zella Lehm and stuff as well, when you've got these kind of young hopefuls who are coming up and you're, you're hoping that there's going to be some degree of experience in there, but also that they're ready for what Scottish football can present to them. Um, we need a replacement for Kenny Miller. I think most Rangers fans, irrespective of your leanings or personal beliefs or whatever, will... I admit Kerry Miller was an absolute, uh, I suppose, kind of centrepiece to our season, last season, uh, because he was invaluable, especially, as I said earlier on about the Wycon injury, across that period when we needed him, he was there, however, he's getting too old now, and he is getting past it, and he's got great energy levels and fantastic and stuff, but um, it's too hard to maintain for as long as he would have to maintain it up here if he was not going to have support. So um, if um, if Joe is going to be uh, potentially challenging him or replacing him or even potentially uh, rotating around with them, then that's good because, again, like I say, it gives us sufficient cover in there.
1: Yeah, because I think um, that you'll see I, I thought we saw in the opening two games What we can expect or what we can hope for From Michael Halloran Which is getting the ball, driving into space Using his pace And he, he struggled a lot of against Annen Because they had 10 men behind the ball, quite rightly And there wasn't any of the space That he'll need to operate But seeing away games, I think O'Halloran could be Absolutely vital I, mean, I think O'Halloran could be a match winner With somebody like Nico there to put the ball through to him Ah, uh, so I think that he'll step up. About Waghorn, two goals already. Master consistency. You know what you're going to get from him. No worries in that regard. But Barry McKay, absolute joy to watch. You know, beautifully developing little hairy angel that he is.
0: So he is. But I am, without being foreboding, I'm fairly certain this will be McKay's last season with us. I think you'll, I think you'll go this time next year.
1: If it's a good season, it will be his last season with us. Yes. Um, because people are saying we need to get him tied down in a new deal he was offered a deal in 2020 they eventually settled on one twenty eighteen. 2018 that's somebody with an eye on his future and somebody with ambitions to play in the premiership and fans need to not get in his back for this at the end of the day that's a footballer's right and we use it to sign players from smaller clubs or from smaller leagues Um Ask Accrington Stanley fans about um, you know bigger teams coming in and and taking your players. It happens. Mackay by not committing past twenty eighteen has basically ensured that if he's not going to sign a new deal next summer, if he has a good season. I dare say that uh, if he doesn't have a good season, he'll be after a new contract. But if he does have a really good season and there's no reason to suspect that he won't, then yes, there's a fair chance the club will have to cash in next summer on him. But that's the way it's going to go. We're going to get young players coming through and then they're going to move on and hopefully we reinvest in the side. That's that's sort of the model for a club in our league. It has to be.
0: So it does. And I think... um, (sighs) I think the only thing, you know, the only thing that I think potentially would keep Mackay at the club is if, if we were to not win the league this season, but become very close to it, because I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he wants to win a Premier League medal with Rangers. I think he wants that in his locker. So uh, he's also, I mean, but the other thing is as well, how much of that, you know, balances against personal ambition. There's an element of it where I think. It reminds me a little bit of Stephen Naismith, where you see some Ooh. great talent. I know. <laughs> but the idea, however, is that there's some great talent in there, looks good, can score good goals, great football and brain, good football and technique. Um and is capable of delivering down south. And I think that uh, there's a certain element of it where he might want to to follow that. And um, and if that's the case, do you know what listen, see at the end of the day, I've got no grudges if leaves next season. You know, all power to him. I hope he goes on to have a brilliant success because um, every Rangers fan should be appreciative of what he's contributed.
1: Yeah, I mean, if he goes next summer for five six million, can't believe really any complaint, and doesn't fuck the club over in the way out the door, then that that's great. That's how your youth system for a club in our league is is going to have to work. That, that that's just a fact. Right, um, we have to ask then, Cameron, what are your ambitions for this season? <laughs>
0: Um, given, given the quality of the signings I want to win the league um, I, I, I think that when you watched Rangers last season and then I couldn't really care less about the Scottish Cup final I'll be honest with you I know that it, it was a disappointment I said to you at the time when we were watching it I would have liked to have I would have liked to have gotten into Europe and Dave King said that actually before the game was that would have expedited that plan and that would have been fantastic that for me would have been the absolute j- in the crown, not actually winning the trophy. It would have been get back into Europe. But what it has done is it showed me that we've got certainly a core element of that team, which we've now expanded upon, that can challenge for the league. Um, I think it will be very, very difficult. I don't think uh, for most Rangers fans of this uh, um, this generation, we'll have ever seen anything as competitive like this within the top flight, um, because it would not be Celtic. It will be Celtic and Aberdeen and Hearts. And those are just the teams who are planning on on getting as far up the table as they can and challenging for the the, the trophy. It'll be everyone wanting to take a bit out of Rangers now they're back. Okay, well,
1: if I can issue a a peon, if I can ask our supporters for one thing this season, it is the following. Keep the heed. Because everyone is going to be trying to realise it's the biggest game in the season for all those Diddy teams... The ones that, you know the type, that they don't miss Rangers, they hate Rangers. Rangers are nothing, and yet only sell their stadium out when we're coming to play them. Keep the head if we lose a game. It will happen, right? It, It will, that's just a fact. If we have a bad spell, keep the head, right? Just remember that it's a first year back. Guys will need to learn. And here's the thing, see if we don't win the league this year, it's not the end of the world. If we're progressing and things are going in the right direction, that's okay. And remember where we've been, and remember how quickly, in in real terms, that we've got back to this position, and to be in a position where you're going in at the start of season, you can't wait for the the league to kick off. That's a, some tribute to people say it's been we've done all this in five years. The three bears on in the board and uh, and Mark Warburton have done this in fifteen months, right? Not not four years, fifteen months. So remember that. Try. I know it will be frustrating if there's a couple of defeats against teams that we really hate or if there's a heavy defeat. I understand the temptation will be to, to you know, want to set fire everything and start again. But let's just get behind them as often and for as long as possible. That's not to say don't moan. This show would have no reason to exist if we were getting rid of moaning. And if those defeats come and things aren't going well, you will hear us on here moaning. But let's try and keep it positive at the stadium. Let's try and keep going on our numbers, as many as is humanly possible. The season ticket sales can't be over 42,000. I mean, come on, what is that like?
0: Well, you know, it's funny because in actual fact, so there's, there's, there's probably there's probably uh, three key things to remember with that. So the first one is, you're absolutely right. The season ticket sales are now back to, to where they, they have been previously. And and to echo the message you've given out, you're going to see, if you're a season ticket holder at Ibrox who's been there for the last few years, you're now going to see people who haven't been there. And those people, by and large, probably haven't watched Rangers in the flesh and as a result of that will go to the, to the, the moaning factor pretty much straight away. I would always encourage Rangers fans, because what what will happen, and and you know this, is is teams will come out against this like a bullet out of a gun. And what they will always try and do is press against this so that if they were to uh, score an early goal, they're hoping that the the home fans at Ibrox will then start to turn on the team. So the first one is, police it well in terms of making sure that we're creating a great atmosphere, that we're doing all that kind of stuff as well. The second thing is, um, if... You revere Mark Warburton as much as you've said and done on Facebook in the last season. When it doesn't go right, support him. Don't boom. Don't turn around and then think that the magic hat's fucked off after we lose one game. Because ultimately, the guy knows what he's doing. I, there's no one that he needs to prove that to. Let's be perfectly honest. He's, he's the best manager in the country. I, I include Brendan Rodgers in that. And the third thing is, and this is probably the most important thing for me, is we've now got people at the helm of the club who really, who want, who are Rangers fans through and through. They want to see the team succeed. They want to see the club grow. They are at the very nature of their core being want to see success for the club. Not for finance, not for anything else as well, but for the club and to, to get us back to where we, uh, where we should be and where they believe we should be as well. So when there's problems, don't think you're the only person seeing it. In actual fact, these guys will be there and they'll see it too. And if you think that the club's not been run properly, honestly, you need your head checked. If you ever come out with that statement, if we were to start losing games in the next 12 months, uh, I don't know, go and injure yourself horribly somehow. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, this is the most important test that we're going to have now. Um, And it's about patience. It's about a building mechanism that we're trying to implement here. And I want us to win the league. Every Rangers fan wants us to win the league. I think we're capable of doing it. However... Uh, it's not shotgun in the head time if it's the case that we're um, you know we're not going to get it this season. But if we're not going to get it this season, then we'll know where the building uh, needs to happen.
1: Yeah, and we'll get it next exactly, and that that's the healthy attitude. If we haven't won it two three years, then yeah, we can we can start to we can start to have that conversation but let's keep it till it needs to be it needs to be had in terms of Celtic who will be our biggest rivals oh and by the way some people have flagged up to me say oh I'm talking to fans of Diddy teams and some of them don't even think we'll make the top 6 yes they do they're doing that to annoy you here's a simple way to prove this anytime somebody goes I don't even think you guys will make the top 6 go no problem let's put a grand on it right now you and me will witness it stick it on I'll video it we'll stick it on Facebook and in a year you can pay me the money what do you think None of them, not a single one of them Will take you up on that bet Note, this probably doesn't work If the guy's a multi-millionaire, right Um, (laughs) In which case, you know Ask him who he stole it from But generally speaking They're just trying to annoy you But Celtic, who will be our biggest rivals And we will be their biggest rivals You know, they they have got a good manager in There's no point denying it Um, Obviously, maybe not the best in the world At identifying What's, you know a willy and what
0: isn't. Or, you, wait, you wouldn't send to do your grocery shopping, David.
1: No, no, I'm, I'm just saying. You know, although I did think after the Hillman Imps game when they got beat, and he said, "Well, it's not embarrassing." I thought, I suppose once you've kind of tamed in a bird and. You know, if something's swinging there, you probably. Nothing embarrasses you
0: easy. It, it must recalibrate your entire exactly, embarrassment yeah. spectrum. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Probably, you know, if, you, if your thought at that point is the you know, fuck it, in for a penny, for the when, you're,
0: when your one night stand can spit further than you can, yeah. uh, it, anything's anything goes at that point, it?
1: Can you imagine, when you're looking around and going, what, what were the signs? You know, look, when we went to the bar and she ordered a pint of heavy. Um, when we got back to the house, and she insisted on in watching the end of the darts, um,
0: the stubble rash in on, on the, <laughs> the back of your neck. Problem. Yeah,
1: when she when she was when she was swallowing in her Adam's apple bob
0: <laughs> You know, yeah, and then has got hands the size of doors Do you know
1: that? I always think that's the kind of thing that if he ever got back to dating, would happen to Scott.
0: I think so, but the problem that I've got with Scott is that he would probably freak out. Whereas, I, I imagine Brendan probably just got to that stage where it was like, oh, fuck it, I'm here, I'm committed, I'm here now, Yeah, let's just go with That's it, you know. And I think like, Scott would be like, oh, no, I, I can't, I've got to phone a taxi. Listen, oh, I'm up early for work. I mean, some sort of excuse. I, whereas, think, I always you know,
1: think if Scott discovered it was a bloke, he would stop, but then, you know, he would he would have a conversation with a guy to see if he was interested in military history. Uh, but that would be more Scott's way of, of dealing with it. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, exactly, lads. So, who do you, who, who do you think has been the most iconic sportsman in the last twenty years? Yes, yeah, so that, yeah. that,
1: that that would be more his kind of thing. You know, he'd have a cup of tea and a biscuit with the guy while he waited for the cab. That would be more the big man's way of doing business, right? I, I agree with you. I think we've got to go for every trophy that we compete in this season. I'm not saying we'll win it, but we have to have a good a good go at it. And uh, that that's always the, the ambition with Angels. Oh, and another thing, fans. Um, uh, I, I saw this a little bit online. And uh, speaking as your leader. Here, one of the things that goes right up my asshole sideways, uh, not, not Brandon Rogers, but but one of the things it does is, it's only the League Cup, right? Fuck that. One, we're Rangers, we win shit, right? Two, we haven't won the League Cup for a few years, so it's not like we've got League Cups coming out our arses and we can go, ah, it's only the League Cup, right? And three, C.1, we're Rangers, we win shit, this is what we do, this is who we are. So, none of this, oh, I'm not really bothered about League Cup, I am. Um, and I'm bothered about Scottish Cup, same as I was bothered about sodding petrol fact. It's about winning things. It's about waving silver at the supporters. That's the reason, detra of Glasgow Rangers FC.
0: Well said. And, and ultimately, um, throughout the world over, Rangers are associated with success, uh, with victory. Uh, and uh, and winning things so uh, you know, at the end of the day if, if Rangers are involved in a Tiddlywinks competition I'd want to see us win it, it doesn't make any difference. I think I think we're now probably um in the best place we could have been in terms of having some degree of squad rotation so that we don't have any excuse whatsoever of of you know tiredness throughout the team or anything as well, because now we've got capable replacements who can come in for the, you know, the League Cup away at Hamilton on a Tuesday night and all that stuff, we can we can do all these things now, and I think that that's why we don't have any excuse not to go for it. But equally, um, I'm never going to be disappointed to win a trophy. Do you yeah, know
1: what I mean? Exactly. That that's kind of what we exist for. So yeah, I 100% agree with that. Now, Cameron, just before we wrap up today, we have that rarest of things, a competition, and we have that even rarer of things, a competition with a prize.
0: What is it, David? Tell me what it is. Tell
1: me what it is. Well, thanks to the wonderful people uh, We Are the People magazine. I don't know if you read We Are the People magazine, but you should because it's full of good writers. Um, I write for occasionally. My articles are usually by far. I thought you best. said it was full of good writers. Ha, lol. Um, I'm obviously far and away the most talented. However, the other ones are alright, you know. If you're doing a shit or whatever, um, you can read mine. And when you're sitting, when, there, when you're ha-
0: when you're having to wait till you get to your bit, yeah. When you're sitting yeah. there, it's stunned wonder.
1: Or when you've read my bit and you want to read it again, but you want to kind of take a break just to to let yourself go over it, let your heart rate go back to normal. Then you'll find other other good writers in there as well, you know. But like I say, you know, it's a bit like Norman Mailer and then writing about boxing and then followed by you know Hugh Evans, but. It's still written content, but yeah, the good people at We Are The Magazine, uh, We Are The People Magazine, which you can subscribe to or read digitally by going to watpmagazine.co.uk, that's watpmagazine.co.uk. Well, the good people at there uh, are having a and a night with uh, Jonathan Johansson and Tom Miller. On Friday the 5th of August At the Royalty Bar in Maryhill Road In Glasgow Between 7 and 9 So it's the night before the first game of the season Um, Should be a good night And they have offered us two tickets
0: Two tickets Fabulous, that's absolutely fabulous It's an actual prize Listen, other podcasters can't compete With the content, the quality, the delivery of this and now you're putting prizes and in now the top of it. now I'm putting
1: an actual prize. Now, there's no cash equivalent, and obviously you'll have to you know, be able to get to Glasgow on that night. Frankly, once we get you the tickets, it's up to you. If you don't use them, I, I, I don't care. It's there. Yeah, I, and
0: if, if Mark Dingwall is there, you have to buy him all his drinks.
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of standard. Yeah. Um, now, I've been thinking about competition, and here's what I've come up with, Cami. I've been watching a lot of documentaries, uh, not that type, not art house ones, but uh, I've been watching a lot of documentaries about sport, um, ESPN ones, you know, the American sports, because it started with the OG documentary, which if you haven't seen, by the way, folks, I highly recommend, absolutely brilliant. Yeah,
0: they did they did one on, um, I'm sure it was in the Oakland A's as well, yes. when they started doing the Moneyball stuff, you yes. have seen that
1: one. Yeah, um, there's a whole series of them and they're brilliant. And even though they're a bit American sports, you know, like um, idiot rugby, um, Soccer Yeah, gay cricket, all those kind of sports that they play over there, um men's netball, all that shite. Then they were still good storytelling things, but it made me think who would we support at the pod if, you know, we decided that we wanted to be a fan of gay rugby? Would we be a Redskins fan? And if so, why? So for instance, um if you know, you you take my, it can be myself, it can be Scott, it can be Cammy, it can be Mark. Who would we at the pod pick as our you know NFL team, our NBA team, our MLB? Or you can go around the world, just not football, but from another sport, who would we support? Who would be a person? So, for instance, to give you an example, um, if you were talking about a Celtic pod, you could say that they would support Penn State. Because they like the crisps.
0: Yeah, I, I think that and you know no the, 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 sport, the sporting thing you thought of Penn State as well rings true to Celtic fans. Yeah. I think. So why
1: would we support a certain team? Now, obviously, you're going to say Texas Rangers, New York Rangers, and if you do that, you're not going to win because that's shite, right? Come up with something good. The reason I ask that is because then we can turn it into a section, and it saves us thinking.
0: David you're killing so many birds With one competition it, it, It's fantastic Because it you're could... inspiring people yeah. You're bringing them up to our level Fantastic
1: I, It's See can I, I think it's kind of helped me over the summer Right You know given all the stuff that's happening in the world How extravagantly gifted I am And I've always been aware of it On, on most levels But It's kind of any level I wasn't aware of it Has been filled in
0: I think it's because you're getting old And you're watching all these documentary things, you're, starting to, you're, you're taking it down a notch in terms of your, uh, you know, the speed of your life. And oh, I yeah. think you're probably now sitting back thinking, what if I was to die? And how would that impact the planet? And the rest of us would obviously celebrate. You in your own mind would think the Earth would be, mankind, humanity would be worse off if I wasn't here.
1: Ah, uh, Cammy. I think i joking aside. We both know that that's that's true. It's uh, <laughs> having been to see um, Batman versus Superman. I imagine it would be similar to when they think, uh, oh, spoiler alert! Superman's dead. So, <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, so I'm I'm trying to do my bit for the little people. And I, I think I can do it with this competition. So two tickets to meet um, Jonathan Johansson and Tom Miller, is always entertaining. And that's Friday the 5th of August, 7 o'clock at the Royalty Bar in Maryhill. You can buy tickets for it, by the way, if you so wish to go. They're £10 each. And again, from watpmagazine.co.uk is where you'll get them. But you can win to Why pay when you can win two, um by entering a competition and tell us which non-football teams from around the world, any sport... Would the regulars of heart and hand support and why? And here's how you can tell us about it, right? Not the email, because I forgot the password. So I can't access that at the moment.
0: So. David1. Uh, you'd have thought. <laughs> Did you say <try> that? <laughs> There's only one
1: David. David169. One, oh, it's not that. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, uh, basically, can you, you let us know on the mediums of following? Right, one. You can let us know through Facebook, just go to Facebook and search for Heart and Hand the Rangers podcast, and our page will pop up, to on Twitter, and it's at Ibroxrocks, that's uh, at Ibroxrocks, R-O-C-K-S, to let us know what your entry would be, and uh, then we will bung you the tickets, a copy of the magazine, and, you know, signed photo of Scott's testicles, if that
0: floats your boat. Being held by Brendan Rodgers And <laughs> a, a somewhat Shocked look in his face As and he's Sc- holding a map
1: And Scott's saying Scott saying So Which tank was your favourite In the Battle of El Alamein? <laughs> you know Yeah Yeah that, that, that would definitely So be- when they sank
0: Yeah exactly So when they sank the Bismarck What was your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah exactly uh, that, That'd be the kind of thing That would happen Okay then folks So we're back for the season Um some of you saw the, the, the tweet the other day Where I was kind of saying I'm after a bit of deliberation There's always deliberate Every year I think Right that's us done And every year Scott kind of moans at me Over the summer Until I go alright So we're back again You can get in touch with us At the places I gave you for the competition All that it means for me to do today Is to thank our executive producer in London Mr Mike Lee And Mr Paul Myers And to thank my guest The one the only The wonderful Mr Cammie Bell
0: David just before we wrap Can I just uh, do a wee special shout out please Because this is how far it goes in Podland People think that we just do this it just goes to one person stuff but there's a massive audience out there and uh, i was actually contacted in my work in my place of business uh by uh, a great guy uh, called scott Kerr, who uh, is aware of my interaction on the pod and said the pod cannot die (laughs) because he knew it was a threat and i was like don't you worry about it as soon as we can get rid of Edgar, the quality will go through the roof.
1: You never know. It could be like when Sid left Pink Floyd. That the pod could then you know the best one had gone and the most talented work was behind them, but they went on to mega success. So maybe it could be like that. I suspect it would be more likely like when um left the sugar babes. And then it just all I think
0: it. It, I think it will be like when Bruce Jenner left the sugar uh, sorry, left the uh, Kardashians and then became a woman. And I want you to just answer the question of which podder do you think that would be? Oh, I think becoming a woman... Scott in it? No, Scott, Scott, no,
1: no. Uh, I think that the person most likely to leave the porn become a woman is Mark, so that he's got access to a set of tits so that he doesn't get in trouble for touching.
0: So he just doesn't have to leave the house whatsoever uh, for exactly. anything.
1: like just sit in front of a mirror and play with himself, so, uh, which is no different to most of his days, to be honest.
0: It just opens up a new, a <laughs> new a playing a, field a for
1: him, quite new, literally. Yeah, a whole new vista. For him to for, for him to explore, so yeah, that would be my take on it. But uh, well, it's not going to die for at least another year, right? Because once I start a season, I, I will finish it. So it's not going to die for at least another year. So we're we're here to the end. Of, we're here to the end of the season anyway.
0: Can also just say as well to, to listeners, if if you enjoy the pod and if you really like it and you do want to see it thrive and continue, etc., just compliment David. and it doesn't matter what you're complimenting him on. Just compliment David and if you massage that ego. The pods will come.
1: Yes, this is pretty much true. Um, you th- You'd think I'd I'd even out of, um, you, you know, you th- you'd you think I would even out of good taste say, oh, no, that's not why I do it, but that is why I do this. Um, absolutely is. Oh, I also, thank you for reminding me, I also have a shout-out to do to my friend Ross Adair, um, because Ross uh, lives in America, so he's called Bride, but he lives in America now, and he was back home visiting, and I was supposed to meet up with him uh, today, because I was supposed to meet up with him on Friday and I forgot today was Friday <laughs> and he'll be going back to America and I won't meet him. So I'll need to, I'm going to America next year and I'll see him then. So, Ross, very sorry, mate, because um, I actually forgot what day it was. <laughs> oh, it's, it's
0: ridiculous, actually ridiculous it's, that, you're, that you're allowed
1: out No, it's the back pills, mate, I'm telling you. They, they are so much fun, but equally, woo. <laughs> uh, not, not good for the old memory okay then folks thank you very much for listening my name's David Edgar and I'll talk to you again this time next week cheers bye